Look at my butt. Show number 190 of Look at His Butt. LT and JK Talk Trek. Now it's all systems go. Hooray! All systems go! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Um, I had a wonderful birthday. Um, Good. In that I got lots and lots of free shit because I made it my goal this year to, <laughs> to do that. Uh, to take advantage of all the free things that are offered to people on their birthdays. I think um, that's great. Now, I'm going to do that on my birthday. I'm going to see how much free shit I can find. There's so much. Some of it, though, you have to do a little bit of preparation for, mm-hmm. like, you know, signing up for free clubs and things. Like at Panera, yeah. you have to join their club. But well, I'm going to. Just a second to do that online. You just sign up for it, and they send you something via email two seconds later, and that's all you need. Well, I'm going to uh, Google free birthday junk stuff. Yeah shit and see what I can get it's amazing it's just it's so cool and for me the good thing was that a lot of it was located in the nearby mall so all I had to do was just drive to the mall and just walk from store to store and go collect all my free things so it was very good and um, I had a lovely I got taken out to lunch and to dinner which was good that's fantastic it was good and I got some lovely gifts now your gifts were going to open in a minute but I did want to share what I got um, from my family and I will hold this up now you might remember that last year I received as a gift um, these are the voyages volume yes and this year I got these are the voyages volume (gasps) two fantastic we've been looking forward to your reviews of these yes and so um, I you know these books are so massive look look it's I know like Two, two inches thick, and I started looking through this, and it's so good. There's so much in here about Bill. There, it is, like, so Bill-centric. I love it. I absolutely love it. Can you um, bring them when you come to visit, or are they available as e-books? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to really have to find out if they're available as e-books. I, I will have to look. Um, I will only bring one of the books. They're so heavy. Bringing both that's, of them would that's what I was wondering. put yeah. me over my luggage allowance. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll bring the second one because there's more Bill stuff in here than ever. And maybe yeah, we'll, I'll save some of it to talk about. But I wanted to just read a little bit of one chapter because this sure. was just so wonderful. Um, so this is about the Wolf in the Fold episode. Okay. And uh, featured our favorite belly dancer. Now, I don't remember her mentioning this in the book that she wrote anyway. But or in the part we, we read. The part we the got. So maybe, maybe this was in the book, but we didn't get it. Okay. So um, it turns out she knew him before she was on Star Trek. Uh-huh. Did you know that or did you remember I, that? I, something is telling me that I – no, I did not know it. I'm thinking of okay. something else entirely. She was in Alexander the Great. Was she the girl? She was a girl. <laughs> oh, but she wasn't like the princess who danced for him? No, okay. no. Okay. Um, she was just one of the, she was a slave girl. She was At just an orgy, one. yes. At an orgy, yes. Um, she was 16. <laughs> uh, she didn't sleep with him then. <laughs> okay. Because she was 16. <laughs> All right. So here's what she says. Uh, she, this is in an interview with the author of this book. 
Okay. She says, when I walked onto the set of Alexander the Great, I saw him and he had this little skirt on and he had the <laughs> cutest legs. And I thought, oh my God, who is that Greek God? And they said, that's William Shatner. And I go, oh my God. And I was like 16 years old. <laughs> and we were filming and he kept looking and smiling and finally came up to me and whispered to me with his very, very, very sexy voice and saying that he wants to take me out. He wants to see me. And I'm looking at him and thinking, well, yeah, I want to go out with him. My heart was pounding and I was getting nervous. But I said, oh, I'm sorry. I'd love that. But you're married. And he said, well, what's that got to do with anything? <laughs> oh, wow. You know how he is, a big Romeo. And I said, well, I just don't go out with married men. So they didn't. And I believe her. Several years later. (laughs) Until several years later. Okay, so skip ahead to this. Um, So she got cast for other various reasons. Um, So filming began, and let's get to that part right here. Uh, Let's see. There's a great picture of the two of them together um, lounging around on the set, and he looks like he's really coming on to her. Star um, Trek or Alexander? Just hilarious. Star Trek uh, or Alexander? Uh, Star Trek. Oh, okay. It, it's a really, it's a very good candid photo of the two. Oh, of them you might together. have to use that as the show image. Yes, they're just like, like she's just she's sort of posing for the camera, and he's laying down on the pillows behind her, just oh. like kind of talking to her, and he's got his hand up like he's about to touch her shoulder or something. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, that's gotta so funny. See okay, gotta so see um, she says the stage was very big, and it was a very nice set with a little stage for me to dance. Of course, we rehearsed a few times, and they had other people sit in for the main actors, and then the actors came in, and we had another run through. That's when I was introduced to all of the guys, and I looked at Shatner, and I. Think I think I said, oh, do you remember me from Alexander the Great? And he said, of course I remember you. And of course, he was flirting. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? Did he really remember her? Maybe. But does it matter? No, not a at all. A pretty girl comes up and says, do you remember me? And if the next <laughs> words out of her mouth aren't, I'm suing you for child support, you know, paternity case or things like that. Of course he's going to say, well, yes, I could never forget you. I could never forget you, of course. Um, so there's not a lot more. There's some interesting stuff about the filming. So um, let's see what she has to say about him at the end. Um um, sorry, it's sort of all over the place with people saying different things. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, Tanya Lamani on set for one day. She was only there for one day. They filmed all her stuff in a day. Okay. Um, she says she saw a happy company and was particularly impressed by Shatner, who she said made her visit to Star Trek great fun. <laughs> yes. Well. <laughs> well, he did. I think well. we know all about how much fun. <laughs> He made it for her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, so I just thought that that was hilarious. Um, you know, and the thing is, in looking through all this, there, there's some interesting stuff in here, too, about the um, the Nona episode as well. But there's, yes. like, no mention about the fact that, that he and Nancy Kovac, like, had this affair either right. during or after the episode. It's just, yeah. like, not even in here. So I guess he needed to be just careful about how much gossip made it into these books you know yeah Um, especially if the actresses didn't want it to be 
put into a book about Star Trek. But, right. you know, it seems like that stuff is, I mean, she wrote, Tanya Lamani wrote a book about it and it was pretty common knowledge. I mean, mm-hmm. there were all those pictures of, of Bill and Nancy Kovac right. at the time go, going out together, which everybody knows what that meant. But Yes. Anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of Nancy Kovac and Nona, though, and I, I meant to grab this image when I saw it. I'm going to have to hunt it down. But um, you know that scene where Nona's bathing in the river? Yes. Okay, and Kirk is watching her. Um, in syndication, they cut quite a bit of that. Yes, I know. Right. Well, I saw an image from the cuts, and you can tell that even though she has her back to him, she is topless. Oh, interesting. And I remember originally seeing that. So I've got to dig down that image again. It might have been on the Shatner group or something, but... Um, so that's one of the things people used to ask about, you know, on the truck groups. Does anybody else remember this? Has this ever been restored? And I, we've watched uh, that episode, and it's it's not in the remastered or anything, right? I don't think so. I, you know, I I need to go back now that I have the DVDs and mm-hmm. watch that specifically for that scene. Um, very interesting. Nancy Kovac says she didn't film that scene. She says it was a body double. Really? Yes. So Bill got to look at a naked body double. Well, and I'm sure he did that body double, too. Yes, because he got confused. (laughs) (laughs) Long black hair, uh, tight leather pants. That was enough. That was good enough. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful. um, I'm so glad you got that. Oh, these books are just wonderful. There's so much in them. So I'm going to have to, as I said before, just go through it really carefully and pull out all the good bits. But it was just wonderful to read that. And I I was delighted to find out that she'd known him from Alexander the Great. Hollywood then was so small. I mean, everybody just seemed to know each Mm -hmm. other from everything all the time. Well, you know, I think within certain segments of Hollywood, the working actors still pretty much do know each other mm-hmm. and in fact i think that um that core of of uh of working actors as opposed to stars i think they're more likely to know each other than mm-hmm. stars are because every yes. now and then a star will say oh my god i finally finally met you know so and so and you'd think but you're both big stars of course you ha- are members of the big stars club or whatever yep no i agree well it's like when we watch episodes of you know, uh-huh. Bonanza or whatever. And it's like, oh, look, all those guys were in Star Trek. Of course they were. Of course like, they were. Yeah. They were in everything. Yep. They all keep popping up. That's part of the fun of watching those old things, even when they mm-hmm. don't have Bill in them, is, you know, you'll go, hey, that guy was, you know, one of the whatever, you know. He was a Klingon. <laughs> he was the best. Yeah. Oh, Great. So, so that was that was wonderful. Um, that is a so, great gift. Presents, presents. Um, okay, I've got two different things here: a big one mm-hmm. and a small one. Whichever one you want to open okay, and well, share with the the listeners. I've got uh, the small one in my hands, and it's taped shut. Wow, okay. I should have gotten some scissors or something to open this up. I may have to just rip it open. Tear it open with your teeth. Be an animal, a present-receiving animal. Now, you said at least one of these was from Etsy, right? Yeah. I think Both it's the little... No. The little one, I believe, is, is the... Well, it depends. Neither one of them's huge. Okay. Here's the sound of me ripping it open. I hear it. Oh. Okay. Oh, what's this? Okay. Now, there's a thing. 
Yep. Okay. A wrapped thing, and then there's some paper with it. No. Well, forget the paper. It'll tell you things. Okay. I hope it's not a bill because I paid it. <laughs> no, it's not a bill. Okay. It's a it's a picture of um, uh, uh, an Elizabethan woman, and it says, "I'm going to have to excuse myself to freshen up the downtown." <laughs> okay. Well, that's I, a. It's weird. <laughs> That's right. a surprise. Oh, Ooh, it's I, a magnet. <laughs> this is great. This is totally great. And I love this quote. I'm so yes. glad you selected this quote. Um, this is the wonderful, wonderful quote from Galaxy Quest um, that says, maybe you're the plucky comic relief. <laughs> an important thought to keep in mind i completely agree because when you're really down and you're thinking that you know your place in the universe is basically to get killed to advance the plot maybe it <laughs> isn't maybe that isn't your place in the universe right really or maybe. in life you know or in life. now and then you should be sure to be you know to play that role yeah so maybe yes. really you are the plucky comic relief this is awesome i love it thank you so much this oh, is really you're good. very welcome this will be, actually, I'm going to, in, in my new little workspace here, I'm just going to put this where I can see it all the time, and that will that will inspire me. Okay. Right there. That's perfect. Yay. <laughs> now, as you, op- you. as you open the next one, yes. I want you to think of, um, like, drums and bongos playing. Okay. That sort of thing. It. Oh, it's in a plastic bag. Mint in plastic. Yeah, it is. Now it's not. Not anymore. It's out of its bag. It's between two pieces of cardboard. Okay, and there are drums and bongos playing. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Look at this picture. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, this is a great picture. So it's a picture. It's a beautiful black and white picture of Bill from Impulse. Yes. Running through the graveyard looking for Tina. Tina. Yes. Tina, where are you? Tina. <laughs> Come back here. <laughs> wow. This is awesome. Where did you find this? On Amazon. <gasps> wow. This is just great. I've never seen this before. Will you hold it up to the camera so I can see if it's good quality? It's pretty good quality. Is yeah. it? Okay, good. Oh, yeah. I'll hold it back a little bit so you yes, can see it. Yes, yes. Oh, well, that will have to be a show image, too. Oh, yeah. I will scan it and put it up there. This is really nice. It looks like it was printed off of um, a, a, a still, like a 35-millimeter still. Mm-hmm. Good. I mean, so you can read the names on the headstones in oh. the, the cemetery. Like, <laughs> you can really see where it was. Oh, imagine that. Somebody could do a, um, uh, a pilgrimage to this cemetery, and, like, you could have your picture taken by these headstones to recreate you could, the you impulse You could find dream. the path that he, yes. you know, And then you ran. could run into that funeral home and disrupt a funeral <laughs> and, and make people freak out about it. Wow. This is great. Oh, and you can you can see how wide the lapels are on the yes, seat that he's got yes. on and everything. <laughs> this is great. 
this is completely awesome. Thank oh, you I'm so much. So I love glad it. This is a lot like of a kind. Um, well, I will it was the it only one. Wow. He looks pretty good running, too. Yes. Yeah, you could kind of see his, his hair or his toupee, you know, in the wind. And, yeah. But yeah. he looks, he looks, you know, he looks kind of slim. He mm -hmm. looks good. Well, I'm so glad you like it. Thank you. I this just love awesome. that it goes along with that music we use sometimes. <laughs> it really does. It's the perfect thing to go along with it. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's wonderful. Yay! Oh, hooray. Oh. Perf it's the perfect one-of-a-kind thing, only from you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. I'm glad Yay. you like both your presents. I do. I love them. I absolutely love them. Yay. Good. Um, wow, that's great. I, I love getting presents like two weeks after my birthday. So that's <laughs> <laughs> It just goes on and on. And it does. It just keeps going on and on. Well, speaking of presents, um, now I have a, a story to tell everybody. And it's a segment of the show that we haven't really done for quite a while. And it's going to be just a little surprise to everyone, including you. And I think it oh, makes okay. a really good story. Okay. So um, here we go. My storytelling skills come to the fore. So um, in my business... Um, I've worked with a lot of startups and sometimes these startups don't have a lot of money to pay for services rendered and they have said things like, oh, why don't you take some of our stock? And back in the old days, um, we would do that and then we realized that was a stupid thing to do because more mm -hmm. often than not, they didn't know how to run a business and it ended up being worthless pieces of paper. Right. But once in a while, it seemed like it was an okay idea to... Um, do it for like a position on their board, the board of advisors, which I actually did for a company and I was on their board of advisors, which didn't really get me very much, but mm -hmm. it was cool to put it sort of on my professional CV. It's like, oh yes. yes, I advised this company and they ended up doing okay. And then recently they sent me some paperwork saying that they thought they were going to get bought. And I was like, well, okay, that's all right. Like I wasn't expecting a giant payout or anything because right. they were just you know, being bought by some other company, not like by Intel or anything like that. Or Google. So or Apple. I thought, yeah, by Apple. So I figured maybe I'll get a little check in the mail. So um, a couple weeks ago, I get a box in the mail. And I was like, what the hell is this? So I open it up, and there was a check for $200. Okay. <laughs> I was like, whoa, there's my payout. But more to the point, there was product from the company. And what was the product? Sex toys. Oh, boy. <laughs> you got paid in sex toys. I, I love did it. because that's what this company made. <laughs> did you write them a little note? Thank you for the orgasms. No, no, no? I, I didn't do that. I was a little annoyed at them because I was promised these products years ago, literally years mm. ago when I had first started this relationship with them. You know, mm -hmm. it was, we'll put you on our board of advisors and we'll give you some product. And I never got the product. And I was oh. like, whatever, I'm not going to argue with you guys. So I finally right. got my product. Yay. So I got two things. And these are really good sex toys, by the way. Um, so one of them is called Hello Touch. And um, it's um, not just a vibrator. It's these two little pads that go on your forefinger and your middle finger. And the pads vibrate. Ooh. And it, it's attached to a, a little power pack. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can put your fingertips anywhere. And the yes. vibrations are there. And then you can adjust the vibrations on the fingertips. <gasps> oh, that sounds so nice. That's pretty deluxe. Yeah, it's good. And, and I believe they're waterproof. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, they're made of silicone. Oh, and yes, you can put the power pack on your wrist. 
so you don't have to like drag it around the bed with you or anything. Yes. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. Wearable vibrators. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well, they're um, always talking lately about wearable technology, and I yes. really wasn't very interested until just this moment. <laughs> so that's a cool thing. So I, I like that. I was quite interested in that. And then the other one is a thing called Form 4, um, which is this rather large waterproof rechargeable vibrator, um, which is more your standard vibrator type. Um, it's pretty big, and it, it won some award for good design. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, here, I'll hold it up so you can see what it looks like. Looks like that. <laughs> I love the artwork of something vibrating. Vibrating, yeah, <laughs> yes. I know. It's pink. Waterproof, oh, washable, and path-friendly. And it's quiet. That's what their, their big thing is that these things are like supposed to be really um, like artistically designed, and they're mm-hmm. quiet. So I haven't like taken them out of their boxes to actually plug them in to see if they are, in fact, quiet. But mm-hmm. I thought that they were kind of cool. So that was my my other gift, my totally unexpected. I got sex toys in the mail without asking for them. (laughs) How wonderful. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So, you know, not not a bad thing to get some, you know, $60, $70 vibrators in the mail. That's right. And a little check, you know. And a check for $200, so there you go. I think that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing it with us. Well, you know, we haven't had a sex toy segment of the show forever and ever. I know, I know. It hasn't come up, Um, and I thought this was a great opportunity to just reintroduce it. So I will definitely report back on these items um, and say whether they're worth the price tag. This company... um, has also made other really crazy high-priced items like diamond-encrusted type vibrator things, oh, which wow. get given out in, like, those goodie bags they have at the Oscars and stuff. Oh, right. You know, just as So maybe Bill ridiculous. has some of those. Yeah, they're just silly <laughs> sorts of things. Which was why I wasn't surprised that they were getting bought and also that there wasn't going to be, like, a huge payout for them getting mm-hmm. bought because I don't think they really pursued the right business strategy. But that's only my opinion. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's just fantastic. Lucky you. Yeah, lucky me. Anyway, okay. Wow, so that's just presents upon presents upon presents. Yes. Um, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a little break? Okay. And then um, we've got some things to talk about. I have another comic review to do. Okay, great. Um, and then I did want to talk about the um, thing that Francine sent us about yes. Lloyd Bridges. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I we got to talk that's about worth that. Talking about. That's yeah. definitely worth talking about. Okay, okay, so we'll take a little break. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Francine sent us this lovely link. Um, do you? Did she just like out of the blue send this to us, or was there? Some, no, it was um, part of um, Shatmoy. Shatmoy. Okay. 
Yes. That's good. And this was posted oh, that, a while Oh, then I do have one thing I can contribute to the show, which is a couple little Shatmoy things we oh, got. Oh, goody, goody, goody. So, okay. um, yes. Um, chant, Francine sent this out to a number of people as, as part of the Shatmoy celebration. Very good. Um, and this particular thing that we're talking about was posted quite a while ago to a live journal group that I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, it's good that we are now aware of it because we can share it with everybody else. Um, yes. And it has to do with Leonard Nimoy, who was apparently on that wonderful show, Sea Hunt, <laughs> with Lloyd Bridges, seven times, which I was completely unaware of. Yes, I didn't know that either. And playing different characters each time, right? It wasn't that he was the same character. I don't, I don't know. I think we would have heard if he was like a semi-regular or something. Yeah, I would think so. So um, Sea Hunt, for those of you who never watched it, was about um, a submarine. And that's pretty much as much as I remember about it. I thought it was more about skin divers. Oh, was it? But there was a submarine involved, right? Didn't they? Like, I, you might be thinking a voyage to the bottom of the sea. <laughs> okay, so that shows or, you how much I know about this. Or voyage to the bottom of the monkeys. But um, I know but they were, there was a lot of diving. Okay. I never so, really watched it much, so. Okay. Well, it starred Lloyd Bridges, that's for sure. We know yes, at least we that much. we know okay. that. <laughs> so somebody has very kindly um, put together this little selection of gifts, animated gifts, showing these appearances by Leonard Nimoy in yes. Sea Hunt. And these are very early, right? These must be, uh, well, it's black and white for one thing. Right. But all pre-Star Trek. Oh, and yes. Him and Leonard's very, very young in this. With bad hair. Yes. And with um, really, really ugly swim trunks for the most part. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in one of them, it looks like he's being Gollum. He's eating raw fish, which is kind of gross. <laughs> I'm um, just some... to interrupt. Last night, they, I happened to catch the, the the final little part of one of my favorite South Park episodes, which mm-hmm. is the return of the Fellowship of the Ring to the Two Towers, <laughs> where the kids are playing Fellowship of the Ring and trying to return a video. <laughs> and they keep being stalked by Butters, who is one of my favorite little characters. And he keeps saying, Butters wants the preciouses. Hims wants is it. <laughs> But anyway, continue. Uh, well, I am. There's no description of the plot for any of these, so who knows what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. But there's like, there's shooting into the water. There's eating raw fish. There's a lot of laying around in a lifeboats. There's getting mouth to mouth resuscitation. Um, there's some really badly done um, studio stuff with a. a uh, projection, back projection that doesn't mm-hmm. look anything like being on an actual boat. Right, right. <laughs> um, and there's, you know, people in diving suits and um, there's Leonard being handcuffed and being shoved around by uh, some guards and, and some other people. So, you know, I guess they must have liked him because I hired him back to do a bunch of different shows. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to just say, well, for one thing, Boy, swimming trunks in the 60s were probably the most unattractive things ever. Oh, yeah. They're really just not very good. Not very flattering to men and just generally ugly in their design. I was noticing that even when when we had watched a lot of those monkeys episodes, you mm-hmm. know, they were trying to show them in 
sort of beach fashion wear and mm-hmm. all of the swim trunks that they ever put them in for beach scenes were hideous, hideously <laughs> ugly. Well, I got to say, too, that Leonard looks really bad in the sort of Bahama Joe hat. He does, yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't suit him at all. Yeah. Um, and, and it's funny to see um, the the way the, the, the suits, those swim trunks for men at the time were very high-waisted mm-hmm. and sort of universally unflattering to men, no matter oh, yeah. what their body types were. So on somebody like Leonard, who's a tall, skinny guy, they just make him look even sort of lankier and, mm-hmm. and like goofier. And on somebody like Lloyd Bridges, who is much more in the sort of classic, like, barrel-chested Hollywood star style, it makes him look fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, those were bad, bad swim trunks. Bad swim trunks. And uh, whoever the costume designer was for this show, they should be fired, and they should feel <laughs> bad about it. Just want to say that. Um, but it's totally worth mentioning that um, in that very last clip set, um, there is an actual diving scene in which Lloyd Bridges, um, what, what is the name of that episode? Sea Serpent. And as somebody in the comments <laughs> pointed out, he has a sea serpent in his very bad looking swim trunks. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. How did that get on television? I don't understand that. <laughs> He is, um, you know, he's got on flippers, and he is um, coming up through the water, mm-hmm. and for some reason the camera doesn't follow his face. Not at all. It stays right Not in place, all. and so his his dick is totally sticking out, maybe just floating, I don't know, but it is totally tent-poling, his, his uh, the swim trunks, and just floating by us, you know, hello. <laughs> It's crazy, and and you know it's kind of exacerbated by the fact that he is, you know, he's in good shape, right? He's like a muscular guy, mm-hmm. so the rest of his suit is sort of clinging to his body. It's not like there's fat in there anywhere. Yeah. So the fact that his his dick is like, as you say, tent poling that that bathing mm-hmm. suit. That's definitely his dick doing that right there. There's nothing else that could be in the front of his suit making that happen. <laughs> And uh, in the in the next little ones, there's Leonard looks like he's going to burst into song, as they say, and then someone has added to it. He's actually saying "huge snake." Yep. <laughs> Completely apropos. Completely oh yes. Apropos. Yes. Very. My weird. So, my um, goodness. So we'll put in a link to that if anybody wants to go have a look, and you should because it's totally <laughs> worth looking at those you will enjoy it we we want to hear your comments definitely and then there is this really weird sequence where leonard's i guess he's shooting at lloyd bridges and he's wearing Uh these ridiculous swim trunks again which i think i've seen mike nesmith wearing in an episode of the monkeys (laughs) and and he's wearing look at he's wearing um uh keds and black socks and black socks socks. (laughs) well if you're on a boat you have to wear shoes but you know, or socks? you're going to slip right off, but there's no excuse for black socks. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Just doesn't work. Oh. But that was good. So thanks, Francine, for sending that in. We really appreciate that sort of thing. Um, I had a look through the rest of that uh, particular <clears throat> news group, uh, sorry, live journal, and a lot of it is centered around the, the movies, unfortunately. So I didn't see too much else that was of mm. interest to us. Okay. So if you like the movies, you might find some stuff there that's interesting. Good. Well, yes, thank you, Francine. We did enjoy that. Um, let me, I'm going to close that yeah. up because Shut I want to. 
yes, I want to get to our uh, the the Shapmoy things that were sent yeah. to us. Um, just a couple interesting comments because I was trying very hard to be really good and post a lot of stuff right around then, and so we um, we did get some fun responses. Let me. Okay, I, I asked, how are you planning to celebrate Shatmoy? And we got a couple responses. Ooh. Very, very good homework people. From Diane Hunt, she said, a lot of Star Trek will be watched, and children will wait breathlessly for the arrival of the Shatman, who will distribute charm and hotness to all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> and Cheryl Heyman said, top of the Shatmoy to you. Obviously, watching Star Trek on MeTV will be on the agenda. Um, and then I posted this wonderful picture. We've seen it before, but it's always worth a repost. A Bill in good bathing suit um, at one of the, uh, uh, I was going to say Circus of the Stars, Battle of the Network Stars things. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's see. This is what cracks me up, is Trish Martin says, oh, Lord, I was all hubba hubba and then realized who it is. Oh. (laughs) No. And she says, I need a shower now. Oh, okay. Okay. And Jan Fennick says, hello, nurse. (laughs) And that really cracks me up. That Saturday of Shapmoy, MeTV showed Bread and Circuses. So I post about that, and I said, Kirk in a cool gym shirt and having a, quote, last hour as a man, snicker. And Cheryl said, he sure seemed excited about landing on a new planet, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And I think we do. He knew. He knew what was going to happen. He knew that somewhere in that adventure, he would get that chance to spend his last night as a man. Yes, yes. Um, and also, I just want everyone to know that in the, the middle of Shatmoy, that middle day there, the 24th, I declared that um, Eat Pudding Like William Shatner Day <laughs> and posted the amazing pu- pudding clip. So if you have not been visiting our Facebook page, you're missing a lot of fun stuff. This, this is very true. Now, um, I just thought of something, which I'm, yes. I'm going to announce now, and I'm going to do my best to get this podcast up this weekend. Um, next week, um, Bill's movie, Bill's movie, <gasps> yes. Shatner's World, is going to be playing in theaters. And, yes, and um, I posted that on the Facebook, too. So Bill's been tweeting about that quite a lot, mm-hmm. and he has made an offer on face on Twitter that if you um, buy tickets to see the movie and you take a picture of those tickets either before or after you see it and post it to Twitter, Bill will say hi to you on Twitter. <gasps> really? Because I'm going to get a ticket because it, it um, it's showing actually the week after here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he said. He said he would do that to everybody who did it. So um, <sighs> if you check his timeline, you will see this offer. And he, he said he was nervous about it opening. I was like, really? I just didn't <laughs> think, it, Bill, what? Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So he's been promoting the heck out of it. And uh, lots of other people have, too. Mm-hmm. And he that's what he said he would do. If people posted evidence that they had tickets to see it, he would definitely um, say hello. Does he also want to see, uh, you know, ID and um, <laughs> and our AMC Stubbs cards and... <laughs> I don't know. He said he he wanted people to redact their personal information. So, like, if, you know, there was something with your name on it or or that, he wants you to blur it or black it out or something. Okay, okay. Um, 
But yeah, so that's going to be next Thursday, the 24th of April. Shatner's World opening in theaters. And then it's going to open in Europe. He's going to try and take it <gasps> around the world. Oh, oh, Well, you know, we had talked about, we were sure it was going to be filmed and, and possibly mm-hmm. become one of Bill's documentaries. But I think this is marvelous. Oh, I do too. I think it's wonderful. So yes, yes I'm, I'm I, going to try. I'm going to try to see it because I want to see how it's different from when I know. we saw it. Me yeah. too. Me too. That's that's uh, definitely. And while you're watching it, be thinking if there's a good question we can ask Bill when we meet him at the con. That's true. That is a good question, and and yes. we can frame it and say, you know, Bill, we saw you do your show live, and we also saw the movie. And here's a question we'd like to ask you about yes. those things. Yes. He would appreciate that kind of research, I think. <laughs> or not. I don't know. He would just think it's obsessive. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Continuing okay. on. Continuing on. I just had to mention that. I feel like there was something else that's happening. But, um, you know, you're right about um, Bill and his tweeting. He's gotten a little bit out of hand. Like, I know <laughs> that he gave it up for a while. But so he's been so he's been promoting Shatner's World. He's been doing promoting this, the horse show. The horse show. He's yes. been doing um, a live tweeting of several shows, as you say, that I don't watch, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about half the time. Right. And then he's doing a scavenger hunt with Misha Collins. Yes, which, it's this worldwide scavenger hunt, which I don't know anything about because I don't watch Supernatural, so I don't know anything about that either. Me neither. And I had to do some research to find out what the hell that even was, because you know so, it, it's just posted as wish gush or something. Which yeah, so he's got like all these different social media things happening at mm-hmm. the same time. Like, well, no wonder he wanted to quit Twitter a while ago if he was trying to manage all this shit at the same time. It's crazy, man. Yep, and he's got the horse show coming up, and Shatner Weekend is also the horse show. Right, and he's still doing cons. I mean, he's he's done a couple of different cons oh, yeah. just in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's busy, busy, busy. He's a busy, busy, busy man. This yes. Is true. As always, he just doesn't want to die. <laughs> well, and, you know, I was thinking that as you were opening the picture of him running through the graveyard. You know, it's Bill <laughs> fleeing death. He jumped out of his grave and uh, ran off. That could be, you know, oh, my God, I want him to sign that picture, but I don't want to pay $150 for him to sign that picture. It's but not that, that much. It's like 50 and maybe there'll be a Groupon. <laughs> oh. Bill, Bill, this picture represents your psyche. Sign it for me. That would be funny. Okay. I'll have to think about how to get him to do that without paying all that money for it. All right. Anyway. Well, I think I might bring that picture with me, though, just because it's such a cool picture. It is. Um, it oh, I'm is. so glad you it. like it. It is. It's wonderful. And now, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this picture really represents Bill in so many ways. I know. It really does. Okay. Let me get to my book report now because I have okay. a lot to say about this comic. So okay. I finally, finally, finally got hold of... The comic that um, we had heard about for so long and that um, we were thinking was either going to be really good or really weird. And it's called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And it was um, done in the photo novel style. So, oh, right. Oh, and you got to bring that with you, too. I want to see it. Uh, definitely. I will, okay. I will bring it. We can look at it. So... Um, this was released last year, and as I found out recently, they're going to do more of these because I guess it was successful. I guess they sold enough of them that it ended up being 
you know, enough that they will do more of it. It's pretty big. It's about 50 pages long. And mm-hmm. it's, it's nice. You know, it's, it's very colorful and all that. Um, and I, I will say one thing I really liked about it is that in the end of it, at the very end, there's a nice little essay about photo novels. Because we oh. had talked about photo novels. Uh-huh. And um, how interesting they were as an art form. And this essay talks about why they stopped making them. And I had never thought about it, so before I get into reviewing the comic, I will just say, um, you know, they made those photo novels because at that time, it was right before VCRs were available to the public. So people didn't have any way, aside from um, trading cards or um, recorded audio, they actually mention in there that a lot of people, like I did, recorded the audio off of their televisions from right? movies I and you TV shows, that. and they would trade tapes and stuff, but there was no way to get sort of a complete recording of a movie or, right. or TV shows. There was nothing. You had nothing. Um, so you could buy novelizations, but you couldn't get the pictures along with it. So they decided mm-hmm. to do these photo novels and they did them for a lot of different movies and they started doing them for TV series and they did them for Star Trek, but they only did, um, let me look to see how many of them. I think they only did 12 of them all together because just as they launched them, that's the year when VCRs suddenly became available and affordable to people. And suddenly you could buy videotapes of your favorite TV shows and you right. didn't need photo novels anymore. So the timing was just a little bit wrong. If they had done it two or three years earlier, they yeah. probably would have done it and they would have kept on doing it until they didn't need to do it anymore. Um, but they were quality items. I mean, you've got at least one. I've got one. I've, I've and, got the Wear No Man one. Yeah. And, you know, they're pretty good. They're uh-huh. actually, you know, well done and they have good color and they stick to the, the script as published in um in the series pretty well mm-hmm. so i just thought that that was a really interesting thing but that's the only reason that they didn't do them was because suddenly people had vcrs and they had tapes of the show and they just didn't need the photo novels anymore right wow yeah so that was good and i, w- I was glad to learn that that was something mm-hmm. i did not know before Okay, let me take a drink of soda here before I, I move on. Okay, now um, to sort of fill in, or this is what I think that photo novel is, and you tell me if I'm wrong so mm-hmm. we don't mislead the listeners. Um, what they this person has done has taken photos from the Where No Man episode, but made a photo novel with a different story. Is that correct? It's some pictures from Where No Man, but also from lots and lots of other episodes. Oh, okay. But it, he's, he's used them to create a new story. A completely different story. That okay, is cool. All right. So the guy who did this, John Byrne, is a, a comic book writer. He's been mm-hmm. doing comic books forever and ever and ever. Um, so he knows his craft and he knows how to construct a story. Uh, Got to say, this story isn't the most exciting story that I've ever read. It's an okay. interesting story. Um, it doesn't quite ring true to me as a Star Trek story. I don't think the characters behave in ways that are really true to them as characters, especially Kirk. Mm, and there's a couple of things in here that really rub me the wrong way. Oh, so, that's too bad. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, really, really? Like, are you a real Star Trek fan? That that doesn't do it. And then there's a couple <laughs> things in here that, that are just, like, um, as, a, as a, a TOS obsessive type, you have to laugh a little bit. Um, so here's what happens in the plot to recap it as quickly as I possibly can. Um, so it takes place uh, in uh, roughly season three. 
and the Enterprise is out there, and they get this mysterious signal, which ends up come. They find out that it's coming from Delta Vega, so they go to investigate. Mm-hmm. And Kirk, Spock, and McCoy beam down to the planet, and um, they quickly figure out that it's the. Uh, it's not that Gary Mitchell is still alive. It's that um, his body is dead, but his psyche, because he was <gasps> virtually a god by the time that Kirk had killed him, is still sort of inhabiting the planet. That's so, a cool idea. It is a cool idea. So his his psyche um, is kind of confused, and what it does is it takes Kirk and then Spock and McCoy separately kind of through Mitchell's memories mm-hmm. um, of stuff that happened to him, and then um, Spock ends up mind-melding with, with Mitchell's consciousness to sort things out, and... Um, then Kirk has to kind of talk him off a ledge because part of Mitchell's consciousness still wants a little bit of vengeance on Kirk for killing him. And then, and then like up to that point, I was like, okay, this is really interesting. I was going to say, this sounds good. Go yeah, ahead. So, so it gets up to that point and then, you know, Kirk and, and Mitchell are, are talking and then in one page, Kirk's like, but Gary, you know, you're past all that. You're not a human anymore, and you really don't want revenge on me. Why don't you just leave this planet and go and be one with the universe? And Mitchell goes, oh, yeah, you're right. Bye. No! <laughs> the end. That's how it ends? That's how it ends. Oh, now that's bad. Yes. Yeah. Some, some intrepid fanficker needs to take care of this. So I was, like I said, I was with it up to that point. I was like, okay, this is good. How's he going to get out of this? And and then really, it was literally within a page and a half that Kirk Aww. just says, Gary, you don't want to do this. And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you see, that could almost, almost work if Kirk had had to do more than just say, you don't want to do this. Maybe invoke their past friendship or the reasons Gary went into Starfleet was to explore the universe, and now he has this incredible opportunity to really do, you know, something like that. If he really had he had to work at it, make one of those risk is our business, you know, talk talk the alien into doing what Kirk wants him to do speeches. Yeah, it doesn't really get that far. You know, yeah. he, he talks to him, and he does a little bit of that stuff. Um, let me find the page and see if I can call up some of the dialogue here. You know, he's here. He says, um, so So Mitchell now, um, they're wandering around inside Mitchell's consciousness, and he can see Gary, you know, mm-hmm. like he's a human, but he's not. And he says, um... Why, why, why haven't you killed me yet? Um, what are you waiting for? It's been three years. Three years contemplating the death of an old friend. Why are you waiting? And then Mitchell says, um, um, is this the same man who cherished life, who lived each hour as if it was his last? And then uh, Kirk says, um, it's past my time, Gary. Can't you see that? Past the time you would have killed me, but you don't really want to kill me at all. You're past that too. Elizabeth Daner was right. She said a mutated superior man could be a wonderful thing. Your mind has grown beyond all our human foibles. No more anger, no more craving for revenge. No, Gary, no debate, no argument. You said it yourself. When your body was crushed, you had a moment of disorientation, of fear. Instinctively, your freed mind grabbed hold of the first thing it could hang on to, hang on to Delta Vega. And when you, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, you've evolved so far beyond us, Gary, but you have to embrace what you've become. The universe is yours now, but you have to let go. And Mitchell goes, let go. Goodbye, James. And he leaves. 
<laughs> um, that sounds less like Kirk and more like the exposition police. Yeah. So this is my other huge problem with this comic is that there is so much exposition. Oh. It's it's like, oh, man, really? Like, I get the temptation to do it, but there is, okay, let me count the number of pages. Right at the very beginning, um, Spock and McCoy are together, and uh, McCoy says something like, uh, oh, you know, Dr. Piper, the old doctor on the Enterprise, gave me his personal log, so I know what really happened on Delta Vega, because um, if you remember at the end of Where No Man... They didn't really say what happened, right? Like, right. Kirk said they, you know, um, Mitchell and Daner died in the line of duty, and he really didn't mm-hmm. say what happened. So, right. <clears throat> apparently, Dr. Piper had kept his own personal log and did say what really happened, so McCoy knew. So then, <laughs> Spock says to McCoy, um, perhaps you should tell me all you know. So then we get, let's see, <gasps> one, uh, how many pages of exposition? Oh. Yeah, it, it goes, it just keeps going on. So we have one, two, three, four, five, five pages, five full pages of McCoy retelling what happened in that episode. Oh my God. In a comic book, five pages is a lot that of exposition. That is a lot. And it's literally, this is what happened in the episode. There's nothing additional added to it. There's no mm. backstory. There's no, like... But really, this is what was happening, or like no additional stuff that we would dear, need to know dear, now to give dear. you any new spin on it. It's just literally, this is what happened, you know, mm-hmm. commercial break. This is what happened, commercial break. Oh, that's So that terrible. was hugely disappointing. I couldn't believe it. Five yeah. pages to get through that? Really not very good. And then there's a lot of stuff that's just like, it, again, in a comic book, stuff that you would skip over because... It's irrelevant. It's like, Mm -hmm. here they are beaming down to the planet. Here they are walking across a field. You know, here they are doing this. It's like, okay, I get that you can do it, but there's no reason to do it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to show that. Just cut. Cut over to another place because you don't need to show this shit. Get on with it. Get on with the story. So there's way too much exposition police in here. Yes. Also... Characters not really talking like themselves. Mm. As you pointed out, uh, Kirk really not sounding like Kirk. There's a lot of supposed to be inner Kirk narration Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like Kirk to me at all. Um, Sounds more like Picard, actually. Ew! Um, Yeah, it's (laughs) just not Kirk's voice. It's, It's really not the way, to me, Kirk sounds. Um... One of the things that really rubbed me the wrong way is that um, all of the other characters are there. You know, Uhura's there, Chekhov's there, Sulu's there. They consistently call Uhura Miss Uhura. Well, that's what they called her in the series. Not every time, though. Oh, no, not every time. time. No, no. A lot of times she was just Uhura. Well, they call everybody else by their rank, but she is called Miss Uhura every single fucking time. I see what you're getting at. Yes. yes. I mean, everybody. Not yeah. not just Spock. Not just everybody. Why do they do that? Like she's the waitress. Like she's the waitress. Stop doing that. Call her Lieutenant Aurora. Everybody else gets their rank. Yeah. Why does she miss? Ugh. So that really annoyed me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then, I, I mean, 
this is weird. So there's supposed to be a flashback to um, the reference that they make in in Where No Man, where Mitchell saves Kirk, right? Yeah. Where he takes a he takes a bullet for him. Yes, a um, dart, so, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, poison dart for him. And the way they have it set here in the flashback is where Kirk is still captain of the Enterprise, which I'm not really sure happened. Um, it's never made clear when it happened. But right, it seemed right. like it was in the past somehow. So maybe it was on the Enterprise, maybe it was on a different ship. It's never right. really made clear. Um, but the way that they talk to each other is just really weird. I don't think that Mitchell would ever call Kirk Skipper. <laughs> no. No, I just shuddered. <laughs> Skipper? Maybe Skipper. Skippy, just to piss him off. <laughs> just to piss him off, right? But not Skipper. Skipper. Nobody, <sighs> no, no. Especially Mitchell, right? Not oh, Mitchell. especially. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, a guy who walks down the halls to the music of staying alive, cruising the, the female crew, don't call anybody Skipper. Skipper, okay. So that that's just wrong um even even if also, you were introduced to him as this is skipper he'd say no <laughs> <laughs> he'd just look at you right and roll yeah. his eyes <laughs> so there's that and and then um you know in, in another section something happens on the enterprise and um other people refer to mitchell they call him mitch and again i just don't see anybody calling him that like he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who gets a nickname like Mitch. He just seems like everybody would call him Mitchell because he's that kind of guy. Uh, well, yes, or, I agree or with asshole. You, but <laughs> since I know someone whose last name is Mitchell, I know that Mitch is a very, very common nickname. I mean, her whole family ends up being called Mitch by their friends. But I, you're right. For Gary, it's like, you know. It, it rings wrong. It, it exactly like I, I yes, it's a very common nickname for people mm-hmm. with that surname, but not for him because mm-hmm. of who he is and because of well, his attitude like, and not all just Smiths. everything else about him. It just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, not all people named Smith are, are nicknamed Smitty, exactly. even though that is very common. So, yep. So, I, I just feel like the characterizations are off in that way. Mm-hmm. And it, and they're not hugely off. They're just off by a little bit where it's enough where you just aren't buying that it's the same characters. Yeah. And that it kind of, you know, you're reading it and you're like, oh, this isn't really Star Trek because it just doesn't seem right. The The way the, the Spock and McCoy are written is a little bit better. I think those voices, but those are easier to do because Spock is Spock and McCoy is McCoy. I think getting the voices down for, for Kirk is a little bit harder, but not impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you write Kirk pretty well, you know, like you've Thank got you. his voice down. When I read your stories and I see Kirk talking, he sounds like Kirk in my head. And I think you write Mitchell pretty well, too. When I read your Mitchell, he sounds like Mitchell. He doesn't oh, sound like you. this jerk who calls him Skipper, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch and Skipper. No, yeah, that's, you know, like, that, I don't know. It's just, it's wrong. Okay. So anyway, I, I think... This was an interesting attempt, but I just don't think it made it. Mm. I don't think it got there. Um, the other bad. thing that really, to me, was hilarious, and I want you to have fun with this when we look at it together, is that okay. because 
the pictures that are done, they're, they're taken and they're put in here. And it's done really well, I have to say, you know, as far mm-hmm. as the perspective and this, the, um, the coloring and, and stuff. It's very well done. But so many of the images are instantly recognizable by the episode that they came from. Yeah. So every time I'm looking at them, I'm like, oh, that's from Turnabout Intruder. Oh, that's from Corbin My Maneuver. Oh, mm-hmm. look at that one. That's from that great scene in Doomsday Machine. Like, I can't help it. Every time I look at it, I know what episode it's from, and it immediately takes me out of the story. Well, and that just shows you, first of all, how very distinctive the look of Star Trek in each episode was, and how many times we've watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry that was a disappointment because it sure sounded like a good premise. Yep, it it it, it was you know it was like two thirds of the way there, and I, and I think mm, it, yep. it could have been better. And I don't know, maybe it would have benefited from an editor who was a real, you know, like a Trek expert, perhaps, mm-hmm. who could have provided just that little more to wrap the story up a little bit better, but also avoided some of these other things that to me stick out so very much yeah that would have made it better for me yeah (sighs) dear 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 yeah well um first of all thank you for for saying such nice things about the way i write kirk and mitchell and since we're on the topic i'm going to put in a plug if you want to read my take on what happened to mitchell after the cliff fell on him um my story is contemplating the death of an old friend Mm-hmm. It's on my website, and I know my website's still there because I just paid the bill. And my website is invisibleplanets.com. Um, this is a story I'm willing to plug because I do believe it's one of my better stories. It's so a wonderful story. If you're if you're into Mitchell or just kind of want to you know get a different take on on uh, where Gary's mind, spirit, whatever went, and what he did, you could go look at that. Yeah, um, I will say there's one good line in here, um, and I it, it made me chuckle just because um, Kirk's thinking to himself as he's wandering around the planet, and he says to himself, Gary Mitchell was more than a friend. He was a kindred spirit. We saw the universe as if through the same eyes. But it doesn't mention all the sex they had together back at the Academy, which <laughs> I thought was a gross oversight. thought Gary just wanted to go out in the universe just because he wanted to, to bag as many women as possible and he knew he'd run through all of Earth pretty fast. Well, you know, there there is that. There is that too. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Mitchell. the most... Anyway, you know, I, I'll read anything pretty much that has Mitchell in it. Yes, I know. So. Well, you know, I think partially because of you, he is my favorite male guest star. <laughs> and my next favorite really is Harry Mudd. I love Harry Mudd. And this, really is, this is another reason why we know nobody would call Kirk Skipper, is because one of Harry Mudd's tricks to piss Kirk off is to call him things like Jamie Boy. Mm-hmm. No, he did, Kirk doesn't like to be called things, by <laughs> like that by by other people. I mean, he doesn't yeah. really even like to be called Jim, except by his peers, right? Like, right, it's very right. rare. Yeah, that that and he his lets anybody mom, call him you know, that. she calls him Jimmy. 
<laughs> well, that's different. She's his mom. <laughs> he doesn't really get a choice about that, I don't that's think. That's true. That's true. You sure don't get a choice on that. <sighs> All right. Well, that's enough. I'm going to stop ranting about that now. But okay. um, I'm kind of on a Star Trek comics kick, so I'll try to read something else um, for the next time we talk so I can talk about it. And hopefully okay. it'll be, um, if if not more quality than that, at least goofier. So there'll be some, some laughs to be had. Yeah. And I'll see if I can find that Nona picture. Yes, please. I would like to see that. That would be yes. awesome. Yes, I know you would. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, I think that's all I have. Um, anything else from your side? I got nothing. All right. Well, <laughs> I think we've had enough. I think this has been really, really good. So thank you again for the wonderful birthday gifts. I love them so very, very much. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so glad you like them. Yes, they're great. They're totally awesome. I'm going to go scan this picture, and then I'm going to stare at this picture, and then I'm going to find a beautiful frame to put that picture in. Oh, I can good. Look at it. Good. Yes. Yeah, I thought that just seems so unique. And because we we love that movie, and because we use that great bongo music in the show, I just thought, I've got to get this for Lena. Just oh, have to. It's, it's great. It is totally wonderful. Oh, all right. Well, um, everybody, do your homework. If you had other Shatmoy adventures, let us know because we'd oh, love yes. to hear about it. We do want to hear about it. Um, if you go to see Shatner's World, let us know about that. And let us know if love. Bill says hi to you on Twitter. Yeah, we could, I, we could get amass my a little collection of those things pictures. also. Um, and generally, you know, keep sending us comments, uh, questions, notifying us about things that might be happening because mm-hmm. we would love to know about whatever's going on in your neck of the woods, uh, Star Trek-wise. And don't forget that um, we will be going to the con in Chicago. That's coming up. It's coming up That's not right, too far That's right, in away. June. Hooray! Yeah, very excited about that. Okay. All right. Well, listeners, as always, thank you so much for listening. We love you all so very, very, very much. We do. Till next time. Till next time. Bye.